Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. Happy Wednesday to you and yours. Today's guest is Tony and Kathy Montuano, and they are the husband and wife duo who are taking over the food and beverage helm at the Joseph Hotel, which is opening next week. If you don't know who they are, Tony is a world-renowned chef, Michelin star-rated, James Beard Award winner, and I implore you to listen to this episode because he talks about a lot of fun things. Uh, super excited to have them here in the city of Nashville and um, so nice of them to join us on Nashville Restaurant Radio to tell us their story. Quick note, if you guys are out there and you want to help us out, we would love for you to go to the Nashville Scene website, nashvillescene.com. Find the Best of Nashville tab and under Media and Politics, there is a way for you to vote for Best Podcast. We would love it if you would go in, type in Nashville Restaurant Radio let them know that uh, you love what we are doing. We would be absolutely honored to have you go out and vote for us for best podcast in Nashville. Uh, we are Nashville and we, um, again, that would be uh, an amazing honor if you would do that for us. Do you want to talk to you real quick about Trust 20? Trust 20 is an independent company who is out there auditing restaurants. They are coming in and they've identified 20 areas in which you can focus on in order to ensure that you are being the healthiest and the cleanest for your guests and your um, employees. So check them out at Trust20. That's trust the number 20.co, not .com, .co. Trust the number 20.co. And they will come out and do an audit of your restaurant for free. It is for free till the end of the month of August. Uh, so jump on that. We are 12 days. 12, 13 days until that is out. So we need you guys to give them a call immediately. Also want to talk to you real quick about Springer Mountain Farms chicken nestled in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Spring Mountain Farms is providing the best chicken in the world. They feed their chickens the best feed. They take care of their chickens. They treat them in a humane way. Uh, all of these things create a healthy uh, chicken that you can feel good about eating. Learn more at springermountainfarms.com. You can also find out at springermountainfarms.com which restaurants in your area are serving Spring Mountain Farms. You can also order online if you want to have the best chicken in the world uh, directly to you. So thank you for listening today. If you like this podcast, again, please vote for us on the Nashville Scene page or whatever medium in which you are listening to this, please click subscribe and we would love a five-star rating. Anything that you can do to get the word out that um, you enjoy what we're doing here. So without further ado, let's jump right into our interview. All right, I'd like to welcome in now, Tony and Kathy Montuano. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. Thank you, good to be here. <laughs> Ah, thrilled to be here. Thank you. Well, I will tell you, it is um it's an honor to have you. And I didn't I didn't want to do your introduction while I said welcome because I it's it's a long introduction. But for those of you who don't know 
who Tony and Kathy Montuano are. They're going to be um, heading up the hospitality portion of the Joseph Hotel, which is opening next week here in Nashville. And we're going to get into that. But Tony is a um, just I'm going to try to do an introduction for you, Tony, that's fitting. And if I'm sure I'm going to miss stuff, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to I'm going to try. So, Tony, you are the chef partner of Michelin star rated Spiaggia. Is that you say it? Yep. Of Spiaggia in Chicago for 35 years. Uh, You're also involved with Cafe Spiaggia, River Roast. Terzo Piano inside of the Art Institute, um, and you have a place. You had a place in Disney Springs. Um, you've also worked with Joe Madden, who was the head coach of the Cubs at the time for Madden's Outpost. You have been nominated for twelve James Beard Awards. You won in two thousand and five. You. We're, I, I watched it with my wife the entire season of Top Chef Masters. Uh, you made it to the final six. Um, hell of a job on that show. I was such a big fan. And recently, you were a judge on the finale of Top Chef just this past season. I'm sure you've done many more things with Top Chef. You've cooked for Joe Biden. You've cooked for John Kerry. Amongst other people, uh, Barack Obama has said you are his favorite chef. And now you're in Nashville, and I could not be more honored to have you on this this show. So thank you for being here. It's our pleasure to be here. We're thrilled to be here. Come on. I mean, this is such a great um, opportunity for us. And, you know, we've um, we, we love Nashville. Well, I would be I'm sure I'm not the first to say it, but if I, I won't be the last but in the South down here, we have uh, Southern hospitality. And I just want to say welcome to Nashville. And we are so happy to have you here in our town. I feel like I feel like we've stolen you. Like, I feel like, you know, this, this amazing Chicagoan is now here. How hard is it to leave Chicago for a town like Nashville? Um, you know, Chicago was our home. Our son was born there. Uh, he was raised there. He went to school. Um, we love Chicago. Um, and our life, it was just like, we've always been about challenges. We've always been about doing new things. And, you know, way back before Spiaggia opened, we were the, this crazy idea to go and live in Italy for a year. Like that was a time when U.S. Uh, chefs didn't really have that idea of like, let's go to Europe and as we say, stage. Um, so, you know, and then to open a fine dining Italian restaurant in Chicago, it's like that was unheard of way back then. And this sort of parallels that challenge in a way. It's like this is a time when Nashville is really growing. I mean, the luxury part of Nashville is um, is coming and like we're we're right there. I think, I think in the sense that, um, Nashville is about to hit, um, even a steeper growth, like a growth of luxury. Um, we're, we're here to help define what luxury in Nashville looks like. What would you say, Kat? Yeah, I would agree. It's, uh, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, 
you know, we, we always, like Tony said, love a challenge. And, uh, you know, we wanted to bring our, uh, our form, our, our style of Italian hospitality to Nashville. So here we are. But have. I mean, you guys, you go 35 years in Chicago. You've done, I just read that resume. I mean, it's way beyond impressive. You've achieved so much in life. You guys decide to leave Spiaggia. And I would love to learn kind of some of that story, what that was like leaving Spiaggia, because it just seems like we want to move to Italy. And you lived it, you moved to Italy at the beginning of it. And then at the end, you moved back to Italy to Kathy, your family's hometown. Little part, I, I, Molise, what's the name of it? Molise. Molise. Mm -hmm. You moved to Molise and you're going to go there. You're going to raise animals and cook and live in the Italian countryside. And then all of a sudden you're moving to Nashville to do this project. And it's like, for me, I think like, why? why? I mean, it's like having another kid, you know, like you've, you've raised children, you've done all of this. That's such a big challenge. I mean, you've got all this stuff going on. You're kind of just now just enjoy the rest of it. No, let's, let's get back in. Let's jump back in. Like, I don't know. I just, to me, it's like, wow. It's just, you just love a challenge. It's a crazy story. It's like, you know, we, we knew that we had, we needed to do something new. We both felt like that. Our son uh, lives in New York and, you know, we were empty nesters as they say. And like, like, let's do something new. Let's, let's figure something out. So the first move was to get our Italian citizenship, which was a big move for us. And we've been working on for a few years. So once we got our Italian citizenship, which by the way, if you have, if you are of Italian descent and your ancestors that came to this country from Italy never disavowed their Italian citizenship when they became an American citizen, you can become an Italian citizen. It's, it's out there. You just need to go and claim it. And it takes years and it's frustrating because it's Italian bureaucracy. So, um, but that was really the first thing for us is Let's get our citizenship. Once we had that, it's like, okay, we want some new challenges. So um, we moved to Italy and we were there. We were perfectly happy there. And right before we left, we, we knew it was time for something new. And we didn't close the book on coming back to the States. We just didn't want to come back for anything. Yeah. And um, it, we, we met the owners of uh, the Joseph Nashville Hotel and... Um, it was an instant uh, attraction. Uh, we, we liked their ideas and uh, they seemed to like us. And uh, as we talked to them and heard about the project, uh, we were uh, enticed, let's say. So if, if you don't mind asking for the details of that, what, what about it? What were the things that were enticing to you? What were the individual aspects? Talking to the owners of the Joseph, when they tell you, this is what we're doing, what are a couple cliff notes of, that sounds awesome, I want to do that? What's going to bring you back from retirement in Italy to a different city to open three different locations inside of a restaurant or inside of a hotel? Well, I think the first thing was, like, we started sharing stories um, with Joel Pizzuti about his background and his heritage and where his family's from and, you know, was sort of identical to, um, to ours. Like, you know, my family's from Calabria 
and Kathy's family's from Belize, and he sort of has the same thing, um, that his one grandparent was from, from one of those regions, and the other was from the other. So, you know, it started there. Like, I'm naming this hotel after my grandfather. I'm naming the, uh, the Joseph. I'm naming the restaurant after my grandmother, Yolan, um, which, of course, in Italian would be Yolanda, but they, they shortened it um, affectionately. So it's like all these parallels. And, like, they were really, they really, I don't know. It was just like we, we totally were comfortable with, with each other. I mean, dinners would last for three, four hours, and we would just be talking. And you know, when this is right before uh, we left for Italy, um, and it's like, well, these, this is really an interesting project. And this, this isn't a developer who's going to say, I'm going to build this hotel and I'm going to sell it, or I'm going to build five Joseph's and I'm going to sell it. This is something that he's doing. It's like a passion project. Like this is not what he, what his family, um, has, has really, um, accumulated their, um, wealth in. I mean, this is like a passion project for them. So. Um, and then the other element for us was, was the art element. I mean, the Joseph Hotel is original artists, all, a lot of them based in Tennessee. Um, and a lot of work was commissioned by Joe Pizzuti for the hotel. So, you know, we had a restaurant that we consult on um, still to this day, Terrence Piano, which you mentioned at the Art Institute. Um, and... It, we've always been around art. We like, you know, we love art. So you have this Italian thing going on. You have this heritage, um, this connection. connection. You have art. Um, you have this incredible location in Nashville, and you also have somebody telling you, "Yeah, I don't, I don't want you to change it. You do whatever you want. Like you're known for Italian luxury. That's what we want. Like we're not going to ask you to come to Nashville and cook. You know." grandma's food i mean this is this is basically like a dream come true for a chef and um a psalm so it's like being able to do what you want and you know designing the kitchen you want and building the wine list you want and you know we we're time because it was time for a change for us and obviously by the fact that we just we got up and moved to italy we were ready to do just about anything so and it it doesn't i never like okay a year ago did i think we, Kathy and I would be sitting here talking to you in Nashville about this? No, yeah, not at all. But at twist and turn, we're here we are. Kathy, what's, I mean, so I, I love that. Kathy, what's your take on that? Like just the same thing, or did you have different emotions or feelings going through this process? Well, um, I agree with, uh, a lot with Tony. I mean, for me, this is a chance to do more. Uh, with wine and service uh, the last few years. Uh, I really hadn't been involved at Spiaggia much. Um, so uh, I did work uh, at Terza Piano as well, but this is a bigger project and a bigger list, uh, being more uh, training the staff, which I love to do. Um, just the ideas of what we could create at this restaurant and at the other uh, venues too. We have so many ideas of different uh, styles. Uh, of food like uh, Roman pastas or you know great pizzas uh, and uh, different entrees that we we want to turn people on to. So uh, for us, it was really inspiring, and um, the Pizzutis are just really wonderful people, and uh, they have great 
uh, idea of what they want and they wanted us. So that, that was really very, like a big hug, very welcoming. Was, was part of it the fact that, because you know, I've been through a lot of different negotiations, no, nothing like you, but I've been through a lot of different negotiations where I have to come home and I tell my wife, there's an opportunity and this is what's going on. And we sit and we talk about it. We pray about it. We go over like this pros and cons list. And I imagine hearing what you guys just said, the fact that Kathy, you'd be as involved as Tony is. I mean, Spiaggia being Tony's baby for this long. I mean, obviously you guys have been together this entire time. You're uniquely involved as his wife. I don't know how involved you were at Spiaggia. You just said past few years you you weren't that involved is part of it you getting to be complete is you guys doing this thing together that it's not this is tony's project that this is tony and kathy montuano's project is that another big drive that it's not just going to be another thing that he's doing that you guys get to collaborate is this the first time you guys have really collaborated on an entire project like this uh, to answer your first question yes it's about us collaborating and doing this together. But when we opened Spiaggia, um, we collaborated on that uh, completely. I was head captain of the dining room at the time, but we wrote the original wine list and then I moved into management there. Uh, we wrote the Spiaggia cookbook together. So that was yes. something we collaborated on as well. Uh, and then after that, we wrote a, a more informal book called Wine Bar Food about our travels and our love of wine bars in Europe. Um, so we really do well collaborating with each other. We met at a restaurant yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, we have these parallels of our lives with uh, our grandparents who were immigrants and, and food and wine and celebration. So uh, we really do collaborate well together for husband and wife uh, working together. So it's it's something we really enjoyed and yeah, something we, we felt we could do together well. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, let me let me just say that's. I think you're. That's very insightful for you to say because that is a big part of this too. Like Kathy had become. I mean, even though I was a partner in Spiaggia and I was a partner in River Rose and a partner in all these different places, Kathy had been sort of sidelined by my other partners and like to get her back doing what she does well because I don't think there's anybody. I mean, she's at the top of like people that make you feel comfortable when you walk into a restaurant and know the right thing to say. And that just sort of, it, it, and plus she's an incredible trainer. So it carries down through the entire staff. So the opportunity to get Kathy back in there and have her do something, that was something that had been, I mean, that, that's really, really a, a big part of this too. So yeah, good, good insight. Well, I could just tell, I think that you two, you know, I, I own a business with my wife and we work together and it's fun. It gives us something different. But when I'm constantly doing something independent of what she's doing, you know, it doesn't make a divide, but it's something that when, when I, I get excited when there's a project that we get to do together, because I'm like, oh, wow, we get to collaborate in a different way. And, and it kind of, it gets the juices going again, you know what I mean? You want to do something that's motivating you. You want to do something that you're excited about. And for every sense of the, my original question, I think you answered it perfectly. And I couldn't be more excited 
by your answer in that it's not another big developer coming to Nashville, opening just some hotel as a money grab because, hey, Nashville's the hot city right now. Let's just put up a hotel and let's make as much money as possible. The fact that there's a family behind it and that they there's an intention of what they want to do with this hotel and that they're handpicking. I, I just, I can imagine those dinners that you're talking about having with bottles of Brunello and Barolos. And I can just imagine the Italian wine that was being poured and the food and the conversation. And there's a moment there when you break bread with somebody and you share ideas that it, it's not just a business transaction. It's a feeling that you get. And hearing that you guys do these dinners and they turn into three and five hour marathon things. And you're like, I just know what that's like. And going, this is something that we have a feeling. You lay in bed and you look at her and you go, I I like them. Like, I want to do this. Dude, that's exactly right. Like, you know, I met them first on my own. And then I'm like, the, you know, I said to Kathy, like, you should really meet these guys. Like, they're pretty interesting. And, um, you know, I, they had to pass the Kathy test. <laughs> and, and, you know, once they, once they did it, we had those conversations like, wow, this, these guys, this is sort of a perfect moment. It's the perfect moment that we met them. It's the perfect moment in our lives where we needed a challenge. I think it's the perfect moment in, in, in Nashville and, and what's going on here. I mean, we live in Nashville, like we're not carpetbaggers. We don't still like take, you know, commute from Chicago every day. We, 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 we're here, we're in Nash, we're Nashvillians. Yeah. Where did you, where you live? We live um, on Rutledge Hill, right near Husk up there. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. That's a great location for. Walk. What's that? Yeah. yeah. I just said it's like a great location close. for where you're going to be working. Yeah. 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 Although it's All right, too hot so to walk. it is too <laughs> hot for sure. Um, let's let's. I'm not going to use the word pivot, but I just did. So let's. Um, I want to get back to kind of some some origin stories here for people who don't know you two and haven't done their research on you. You've been married for almost 40 years, right? You're not, are you, how many years have you been married for? God, it's that long. 1982, so yeah, 38 years, but we were together before that, so yeah. Where'd you guys meet? You guys, have, this culinary story goes back a long time. Yeah, we met at a restaurant in Milwaukee called Nantucket Shores. Um, which doesn't exist anymore. You worked, it used to be in the hotel. What hotel was it? One hotel on the east side of Milwaukee. So I was a music major in college. Kathy was going to school. For psychology. Um, psychology. And, you know, this is our second gig, like making money while we were going to school. And uh, we just happened to cross paths in this kitchen. And uh, that's where we met back in 1980. <laughs> no. Something. Yeah. Maybe uh, something. So... <laughs> Do you still play the trombone? Um, I cannot play the trombone. I have the trombone, um, and it's actually in great working condition. But um, is it close uh, by? Can we? Can you give it a shot? No, no. I mean, I, it is close <laughs> by. It is close by. I mean, I can give it a shot if you'd like. But again, it's been a few years since I've done it. So he's uh, actually never played for me. First time. Uh, well, this would be an amazing first time for him to play for you. I want to hear something. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, he's going to get it. A different part of his life then. Um, that was him. There, did you hear that? Did you? He just played the trombone for us. Here it is. You're pretty good. That's a lot better than I could have done. It comes back. I didn't realize that, how easy it would come back. For a minute. <laughs> come on. Oh, yeah. come okay. On. Play a whole song. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave a little more rehearsal time. Yeah, you will. Well, see, now, now Kathy's going to forever remember this interview. She's like, he's the guy that made him pick up that damn trombone. <laughs> now <laughs> she's going to have to hear you practice for the next six months. Oh, I'm know, so sorry, Kathy. That's okay. My dream okay. is to be able to play it again soon. So One day. that's why it was handy. You know, it's like it's out. It's tempting me every day. Well, now you can say that he has played it in front of you. Yes. Thank you for that help right now. You're welcome. <laughs> so when you guys met in the restaurant, I love a good love story. And um, let's, if you guys don't mind, you guys met at the restaurant. You work back of the house. She's front of the house. Kind of a deal. Where'd you guys go on your first date? What'd you do for your first date? Go ahead. The why not? Well, if that really wasn't a date. In my mind, it was. It a was date. a date, but it wasn't because I was on my way to work. He asked me to meet him for a drink at this bar, dive bar that all the, the cooks used to go to after work. But I was on my way in for dinner shift. But, um, and I was getting off from the lunch shift, so like, let's meet at this bar called the Why Not, which coincidentally is basically the owner's name is Tony, and he just turned the name around, so yeah, it's Tony called ben. Why Not. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I know. So I think he thought that was clever, but then you know we were having a drink, and he's like, he said, "Have a drink," and I said, "No, I got to go to work." <laughs> he's like, "Oh." Okay, so after that, I think we went out to dinner somewhere. It's a little Italian joint um, in the neighborhood. Well, there were there was also a lot of like, you know, wait waiters and and cooks that would go out for beers after work, and you know we would be a group of whatever eight or ten, and then it would whittle down, and by the end of the night, it was just the two of us. So I guess that sort of counts as a date, doesn't it? It does. It does. I think so. Was there a seminal moment, Kathy, where you knew that like he was the one? Was there a moment where like he did he cook something? Did he say something? Did he give you a card? Was there some moment where you went, "This is the man I'm going to spend the rest of my life with"? Um. Yeah, I, there was, but it's really kind of too personal to talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. There was, yeah, yeah, there was, um, and. Uh, just a, a little glint in his eye and a smile on my face. And uh, I think we both knew at that point. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I won't, I won't dig any deeper. I certainly understand that being a personal moment. Tony, how'd you propose? Um, it, it was um, not um, exactly what I wanted it to be, but um, we were, um, where the hell were we? I don't even remember, <laughs> that's a long time ago. Um, but it was more of one of those things where it's like I had my uh, jacket and I had hung it up um, on the other side of the room. And I'm like, 
you know, would you mind, there's something in my pocket, would you go and grab it for me? And inside the pocket was the ring. So, um, did you know what was time. going on? I thought it was a little weird, but, um, I was like, just get it yourself. Um, but, um, I went, I played along. So I think we were in Chicago at that point. Yeah. Yeah. We were living in Chicago. So living in Chicago. Wow. And then the rest is history, right? How many uh, children do y'all have? Uh, just one son. Just one son. son. Yeah. Our son, Carlo, uh, lives in New York. And, um, like, I, like we said, he, um, he grew up in Chicago and, uh, you know, he's just, he's always, it's just been the three of us for so many years. And like when we traveled, he, he would always be with us. And, um, I, he's eaten in more Michelin starred restaurants than, um, than well, as many as we have, let's put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what is he, is he, uh, did if you just said this, I'm sorry, is he in school in New York? Does he work in New York? What's he doing in New York? Um, he did go to school in New York, and he went to post-grad school there, too. And he works for the Infatuation. Do you know that? The online restaurant reviewing site? No, not, I'm not familiar, but... It's not, so he does... big, it's not a big presence in Nashville yet, but, um, you know, he is basically an editor, and he has three cities, and he writes features and things, but um, he manages... You know, the writers for um, Philadelphia, Seattle, Washington, D.C. Um, and he really likes it. It's really sort of a newer type, a newer uh, voice in the restaurant review world. And, um, he, and he, he loves it. He works hard, I got to tell you. So if you are, let, let, let's help him be a bigger voice in Nashville. It's called The Infatuation and uh, Carlo Montuano. That's would right. be the the guy you want to read his articles and read what he has to say about restaurants. He's got uh, he's probably eaten at some amazing places with you over the years. You mentioned uh, I'm going to say you mentioned Michelin star restaurants. I've read a lot of people say that Spiaggia is a four star restaurant, and then also Michelin star restaurant. Can you help me decipher the differences? If I'm a listener out there and I'm like, I, I, stars great. Five, I know five star because people live the Yelp right. What's the difference between a Michelin star and four stars? Well, four stars um, refers a lot to, in this instance, it refers to um, local publications like the Chicago Tribune, the Chicago Magazine, and their top rating was always four stars. So that's where that comes from. And that's what we had um, achieved at Spiaggia. Um, Michelin star is um, basically uh, more international and they're more and they're not in every city in the United States, but they're all over the world. They're, I think in New York and the Bay area and Chicago and maybe Los Angeles. Um, but, um, they're, they have like their lowest rating is Bib Gourmand, which means you're someone who is worthy to have to eat at, I guess, in their casual. eyes. Casual. Thank you. And mm -hmm. then, um, then the first um, achievement of being at, uh, is a one star, uh, being a, a terrific restaurant and a place worthy of a of a destination of a detour, um, and then two stars, which seems to be the kiss of death because why, and then three stars is the top, and um, 
that's, you know, an incredible achievement. And, uh, you know, we've worked in three-star Michelin restaurants in Italy. In fact, our favorite is a family-run place called Dal Pescatore in, in, um, near Mantova and Cremona. Uh, but, um, uh, and that's never really been our goal to be that, that um, three-star restaurant. I think one star is very comfortable, but, um, you know, the most important thing is how your guests feel. You know, for us, it's the rating system comes. It's not something we try to achieve. We just really want our guests to feel welcome and feel at home. And, you know, someone who may not feel comfortable when they first walk into our restaurant um, is our biggest challenge. And we want that person to walk out loving it. And, you know, it's just like we, we care about people. We care about our guests. And that's, you know, that's why we've been, we've been doing this for 40 years or whatever. It's like, the satisfaction comes from making people happy and to getting to know people and getting to know who they are and the special moments in their life. And all that stuff is why we live. Uh, amen. 100%. <laughs> amen. I mean, that's, there, there's, there's a lot to be said right there. I'm going to ask Kathy, um, what's your biggest challenge right now in accomplishing that? So as you're creating a culture at Yolan or um, Denim uh, or Four Walls, what, how are, what are you actively doing right now to train people to have that spirit of service, to have that guest focus? Like, what are the things you're physically doing right now to create that amongst a group of people? Well, we do a lot of role playing, and um, we. Um, ask a lot of questions as guests, like Tony and I will be the guest. So um, we will um, ask the waiters a lot of questions and see how they respond. Um, or when we're role playing, we'll stop and say, okay, this was a good opportunity to do this, to ask the guest if they have any allergies or dietary restrictions or um, we, we go through a lot of, of uh, sessions where we say, well, what would happen if? And we also are trying to get the staff to relax because I think um, we have really hired a, a great group and I think some of them are really nervous and I think guests pick up on that. And we're trying to get the, the staff to feel comfortable, to feel relaxed, that they um, have what it takes and even though we, you know, we practice Italian and they, they have a hard time saying some of the Italian words. We're very positive to reinforcing them that they're going to get it. And they've been chosen because they have the right qualities and they have the right attitude. And so they shouldn't feel nervous about the food. And we're doing tastings with them and they're all blown away by the food. So I think as we're watching all of these things work together, we, we see that um, they're going to be fine. They just need... Um, the, the mindset and to be surrounded by all of us uh, working on the food and the wine service and just talking to the customers and talking to each other that we're gonna that it's gonna be great so um, it's like a, it's, it's a, a labor of love really uh, yeah so you mentioned you know when you you said when we hired you we hired you for your attitude and, and kind of their, their mentality. What are the main things you look for when you do hire people? And as a follow-up, 
how's the hiring been here in Nashville? Are you finding that it's hard? I mean, you, you've had the amazing task of hiring a staff in the middle of a pandemic. There's no, there's no playbook for that. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're really in uncharted waters. What has that experience been like for you? Um, yeah, it's been challenging. I mean, I think that, um, in a way, though, we've been fortunate because a lot of people have been furloughed from jobs. And so um, we did have some very, yeah, we had some, uh, a lot of people come and apply. And then through the interviewing process, we were able to see that um, the people that had experience um, were really looking for, you know, a new experience as well um, within a new restaurant here. And uh, a lot of them have noticed that, yeah, there's nothing like this that is, exists here and wanted to be a part of that. So that's been really fun. Um, but yeah, the, the, the idea that, um, you know, people want to learn and people will, you know, came in and said, well, I've never worked in an Italian restaurant before, but, you know, that's fine. We can teach you about the food. We can teach you about the wine, but your attitude and your idea of service is really what is going to, you know, what is going to have you hired, have, have you hired by us? Um, because that's hard to teach, you know? And I think in, in a sense, um, there's, a, there's just a natural friendliness to people in Nashville. And I, I we, it was easy to pick people based on their personalities. There was, there's people that like Kathy said, if you, okay, you're really friendly and and we, we like that and you have a positive attitude and can you learn and do you want to learn? And um, that's, that was, that helped clear things up. But um, for us, really, we don't really care about experience as much as we care about how, you know, what your attitude is. And because you show up to the table hungry, we're going to feed you, you know, and that's, that's always been our mantra. And, you know, we've produced a lot of successful restaurateurs that are alumni of our restaurants and, you know, that's something that people can look forward to. Like you graduate from the school of Kathy and Tony and you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to be okay no matter where you go in the world. So, um, we, that's our role. Our role now in life is we're mentors and we, we want to teach. You, you took some of the words out of my mouth. Cause I was going to say, it's almost like you guys are mentoring a whole new group of people in a whole new city. And I find it so cool because i believe i firmly believed that one of god's great gifts in this world is italian food and italian wine together <laughs> i think that italian food and wine is absolutely given to this world by god like that is a that is a i am bestowing upon you these things <laughs> and i don't know if we have i mean we've got some really good italian restaurants in town but i, I i'm and apologies to all the Italian restaurants in town. I don't think we have anything quite like what you're you're gonna do. And I think it would be so fun if my name was Tony or Kathy Montuano to come to a city to open these restaurants and take these people that have good attitudes that are friendly and turn them into to to show them this gift that God has given us. So they go, oh my God. Like the wine that comes out of Piedmont is amazing. Or let me teach you about Tuscany and how Tuscany pairs with this ripe tomato. And like it just, all those things, like just to see people's eyes open when they have something for the first time and they go, oh, 
what this isn't a fruit bomb this isn't a california wine like this is so layered and it's textured and it's chalky and it's oh my gosh like just people learning about that has got to be one of the funnest things for both of you <laughs> you you really hit the nail on the head yeah, there it's you're like right some of the eye-opening and and the, like and having that opportunity to teach people that that's exactly what we live for again another one of those things that we live for so yeah, it's been it's been very very rewarding to to teach people and to watch the light bulb go off. Um, but uh, you know, at times we think like, are we crazy? Like, <laughs> is this like a luxury Italian restaurant and hotel? Is that going to work in Nashville? And then you get the people that know, um, like wine distributors that we've met with, and like, man, well, we've been waiting for this. Like, or you get like, <laughs> you, you, you even get like people that you know, some of the people we've hired are like, we've been waiting for something like this. And then we, to hear that is like, okay, maybe, we, maybe we made the right choice. <laughs> uh, I think you did. If there was ever any doubt and it's, you know, I, I think that a lot of that doubt creeps in because, you know, you didn't foresee when you guys were having these dinners talking about this, you didn't foresee a global pandemic. Right. No, I mean, that's I would love crazy. to talk about what this process has been like. I mean, in a dream scenario, what you guys are doing, the conversations, the wine, the dinners you have with um, Joe, when you're going over this process and you say, yes, we want to do it. He didn't say, oh, but you're going to have to do it throughout a pandemic. Yeah. That just happened. How, I mean, how's that process been like for you? I mean, does it cast doubt into what you're doing? Because it just adds another layer of complexity to opening <laughs> a whole new luxury brand when everybody's not working and they're they're closed. I mean, restaurants right now are half capacity. You can't sit at bars, like all this stuff closing at 1030 at night. It presents a big challenge. Yeah, it, it does. And so what we've, we formed a safety committee, you know, like we're, you can't enter that hotel without having your temperature taken, which is probably true in just about every place today, um, if you can even enter. Um, I think, of course, guests have an advantage that book a room because they'll be the first people that ever were in that room. So there's um, that, there's that, but um, I, it's, it's just being safe, you know, it's like observing everything and it has to start with us. Like if, you know, our masks are always on, you know, our temperature is taken, everyone sees that we're doing those things. So, you know, when someone isn't doing it, I, I mean, it's like, you get you have to do this is just there's no negotiation so it's really been difficult in that sense the the most difficult part really has been what does it look like when we open is anyone going to come to this hotel is anyone going to come to the restaurants and how do you staff for that and you know we're lucky to have ownership that's supporting us right now and and are positive and know that there's another side of that and we're going to come out on this but you know, we already know the answer to the restaurant. We know who's going to show up because opening night, we're already sold out. So, which is, to me is astounding. Um, but it's like all that group business and, and banquet business that hasn't come back yet. There's, you know, the rooms that haven't really come back yet either. So that's the unknown part of all this. Um, but we've already, the answer has already been given to us for, for the restaurants, which oh my god like when i looked at talk and i saw that we're sold out for opening night i'm like how did how how did that happen so um yeah pretty cool well, i think you bring a little bit of clout 
I mean, <laughs> people are going to yeah. want to be there. So, yeah, Cloud, um, yeah, you know, you, you just you can't take your nose, your your eye off the prize, you know, you just keep like you keep working at it, you keep working at it, and then, and then you get those surprises. So, yeah, you clout, okay, but that's not something we ever like walk into a room and say, hey, we're here, come on and eat our food. It's like, of course we, not. We try to, we try to win, win every guest every time. So, anyway. Well, the question was proposed to us. We do a show on Friday called The Roundup. Where we kind of talk about all we've talked about the Joseph for the last several weeks on our show. We've kind of mentioned that you're hiring and that you need people and um, that we are excited about you coming. And I will tell you that there is I was listening to a podcast the other day um, and it was from Eric Cacciatore, who has Restaurant Unstoppable. I don't know if you know him, he's fantastic. Great podcast for the hospitality industry. But he said, you know, one of the questions we were asked was, what do you see for the future of the restaurant business in Nashville? And I said, I feel like uh, I just got back from California and there's these wildfires that were burning while I was there. And you, you've, you've probably seen scorched earth after a wildfire. There's just this black hillside. You see these mountains they are just like, they just look black, but always from that grows this beautiful green, brand new foliage that comes up and it's like this new life. And I can't help but think that, after all of this, we're going to come back bigger, better, stronger, better than we've ever been before. And you've been here for the Food and Wine Festival. You know what Nashville is about. And once we get past this tough time and Nashville's tourism picks back up and those events come back and we start doing yeah. stuff, you're going to see insanity. <laughs> you... Haven't even mentioned, but you, all the things that you're putting in place right now are only going to solidify um, your place as being one of the greats in town. And I'm 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 excited to have you. This is cool. Oh, thank you. That, that's um, that's, very, that's nice. very uplifting words. Thank you. And you know, sometimes you lose sight of that um, because you're just like always like, oh my god, here we go again. Like we have to put the masks on, and you know, but social um, distance yeah. and wash your hands, and yeah. And but one, one of the things that we're very excited about, which doesn't get talked about a lot, is that when we were designing this hotel, we designed this Italian-style coffee bar in the front of Yolan, in the lobby. And um, uh, our pastry chef, Noelle, has put together, I mean, she's baking fresh, fresh pastries every day, and um, it's really like a bar in Italy. Like, you know, like you have a great espresso and a pastry in the morning, and that's all you have. And um, it's... And I, I thought about that because, you know, I, we were putting down these, you know, six feet, these, you know, just keep your social distancing Stickers. things on the floor. Um, but I'm like, well, if we buy those and put those down, which we have to, let's make sure they're removable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. They're not putting tile in. Yeah, no. So I think that's going to be also a star feature because Noel is so talented. Yeah. Her pastries are incredible. Makes all the bread for the restaurant. I mean, she makes all the amenities for the hotel. We're, we're really lucky to get her. And you'll get a real espresso. A real? Stop a it. A real espresso, yeah. What's, so have we been drinking fake? Tell me, tell me what a real espresso is. <laughs> you brought it up. Well, sometimes you know, the, the kids like that oily espresso, you know, or it's, it's just uh, the way that 
the beans I roasted and the way the coffee is made. It's just um, not balanced. And uh, in Italy, you know, the espressos are very short. There's a nice creamy top they call the crema. And, um, you know, it's that's a real espresso. And, and unfortunately, in America, we sort of bastardize that, too. And um, so if you like real espresso, uh, we also have a, a coffee drink for the uh, warm weather called a shakerato, which is espresso, a little simple syrup, uh, a little piece of uh, lemon uh, rind, zest. zest, and you shake it over ice. And a cocktail shaker. And a cocktail shaker. And then you um, really? pour that on ice and drink it. It's like blows cold brew away, I, I think, personally. But. So I think to Kelly's point, the coffee culture in America is different than the coffee culture in the motherland. So we're going closer <laughs> to the motherland. There you go. And there's a reason Starbucks. You're going OG. What's that? I said you're going OG, you're going original. I like it. We're yeah. going OG, and you know, there's a reason Starbucks hasn't opened in Italy until a year ago. Okay. I did, cannot. Open, when they did open, they changed it. You know, they changed what they do to be more Italian. Interesting. Well, I mean, you know, that's like everything. I mean, there's an Americanized version of pretty much everything out there. And right. it takes, I think once, and it's hard to get people to change. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I eat spaghetti all the time. Pasta is probably one of my favorite foods out there. But I get, you know, I, I, I don't make the pasta myself. I've got two small children and I'm, I'm busy and I, I don't have time to make pasta. But, you know, so I get pasta, you buy pasta, you boil it, and you make it like it's, it's a thing. But I had dinner the other night at a place in uh, East Nashville called Setson, which I highly recommend you go check out. Uh, Jason Sigmund is on the show. Yeah, very good. But he hand makes his, we had spaghetti and he hand makes the pasta. And I was eating the pasta that with my wife and I went, holy shit. Like, I forgot what like real pasta tastes like because we've just been eating this store-bought pasta for so long, but it's so good, but it's so different. But it was so amazing. Like the chew was so good. And it's just, I don't know, you get used to eating this other pasta. I, if, if I was not a foodie type person like myself who loves different things, I may go in there and go, what's wrong with your pasta? It's not, it's not good. And you go, no, 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 that's the way it's supposed to be. Like that's, that's the stuff you're eating it from Kroger is not way, the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's right. So there's a bit of oh, changing. We have, we have to. We have to check that place out. We've heard great things. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had some, let's talk about where you've eaten in Nashville. Have you had some great dinners in Nashville? Yeah. Um, at, uh, Nikki's coal fire. Um, oh, so you went to Nikki's. What'd you think of that? We think, uh, we think Nikki's is strong. Uh, we've been back there probably, um, maybe seven or eight times at least. Um, you know, even their bagels are like incredible yeah. on the weekends. Um, so, and we got to know Tony and Caroline pretty well. I mean, it helps that Tony's from Chicago, which we didn't know um, when we first walked in there. Um, but, um, you know, unfortunately, he's a White Sox fan, but there's a can't. I was going to say Southside, he's, um, a, he's a White Sox guy. He is a White Sox guy. So, you're, you're, I've but, seen on your Twitter profile picture, you're throwing out the first pitch at Wrigley. I, I, I had the, the opportunity to do that twice. And, uh, 
I, I, I just, if anyone ever gets the chance to throw out a first pitch, make sure you practice before you go out there. Otherwise, you're going to do a, you know, Anthony Fauci thing or something that's you know, just like, <laughs> you're going to knock somebody out. So you Did you throw from the rubber? Of course. Like I'm just, I'm just <laughs> what you know, what kind of question is that? Like who doesn't, you know, it's funny because there was, there was a couple of us that were throwing out the pitch and pitch and one person in front of me was, I'm not going to say his name, but he was actually an athlete and he was, it was in front of the, the pitchers, pitcher's mouth. I'm like, really? Like get out of the way. Come on, like, man. I walk, <laughs> so no, I knew if I was going to do it, I was going to do it from the mound, from the rubber and I threw a strike. Nice. I mean, it it was not a fastball. It was like a rainbow pitch, I call it. But, you know, it, it got there. <laughs> so I love that you mentioned uh, Nikki's because Caroline texted me yesterday and she said, I love being the um, side view mirror for your show because I mention her all the time because I think she's amazing. She and is. I mentioned Caroline and just, and, and Tony, she goes, I love being a, a side view mirror for your show. And I said, well, I love you doing that. So I just think it's funny that you mentioned them because here we go, Caroline, she guest hosted the roundup uh, three weeks ago and oh, it was wow. a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. I mean, they were super helpful. Like they, they like enlightened us on vendors and they enlightened us on farms and you know, they, they, we were sort of like, so we're so grateful for them. Yeah. They couldn't um, have been nice. Yeah. Really, really incredible. And their food is delicious. Yeah. The pastas are delicious. The pizza is delicious. I mean, it's all fun and, and delicious. So it's your first, like, friends in the culinary industry here in Nashville. So you had Nikki's. Where else have you gone? Anything that you've had that you've just been blown away by? So um, when... Um, what you thought when, was good? When COVID first broke out, our son and his girlfriend who also works in publishing and could work from home. They're like, hey, do you mind like if we drive the Nash drive to Nashville and hang out with you guys for a while? Because New York's a little crazy right now. And yeah. we're like, fantastic. So um, Carlo and, and Cerise both like pushed us to try places like that we probably wouldn't have tried before. Like Jamaica Way, like we probably got delivery from them like three or four times. It was so, um, it was just, I mean, it was so authentic and, and it, I, I credit them with pushing them, pushing us outside of our typical boundaries. So have you had rhythm and spice? Yes, we have had that. Okay. I think that's, that's their son. Yeah. What about the place when we first got here in January, um, COVID hadn't hit yet. We it's a couple of restaurants. The one Indian restaurant we went with Carlo, it was so good. I'm trying to remember. You have Shohan. Manit no, Shohan has a place here. Oh, no. I think Kathy's talking. I don't think it was Indian. Oh, Are you talking about Green Pheasant, which is now closed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jessica's place. Jessica and Trey. No. That was an awesome That was place. great, too, though. But the, the place where we had we went into one door and we kind of... Oh, the place uh, at Taylor. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Vivek. Yeah, Taylor. That yeah. place was awesome, and yeah. the service was awesome. Yeah, that was a really cool experience. Yeah, that that's that fantastic. Felt, that felt like people really cared, and that you know, I mean, the, the way it's set up, like a dinner party, and how they they talk, and there's those personal stories from Vivek, and like it, it was an amazing evening. Yeah. I, I wish we could go back. 
Yeah, I can't wait till we go back. Yes. Um, you know, we had dinner the night at a place called Bastion. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Bastion? I have heard of it, yeah. yeah. Josh Habiger uh, is the chef there, and his wife Lauren run Bastion, and it is as good as I think you're going to get. I mean, it's it's out of control. So there's a recommendation for you if you want to go out to do. They have a tasting menu. The whole you eat everything on their menu when you go there. You don't even get to order. You just you you go there and they sit down. They go, "This is what you're eating tonight," and, uh, and then you can do wine pairings with it if you like. And the sommelier comes up and will talk to you and say, "What do you like? What are we doing?" And he'll do pairings I with you. It. It's yeah, it's a lot. It's a very cool vibe. Very cool vibe in there. We're gonna go. All right. Thanks. Well, that's good stuff. I always like to know where people are eating, what they're doing, um, and I, I'd be remiss. And we're at the we're getting close to being on the on the show here for an hour. And I always say this: I could talk to people for hours and hours and hours. I love just just chatting. But I want to talk about some of the top chef experiences because I know that's what a lot of people outside of Chicago know you for um, seeing you on TV, seeing you on Bravo doing top chef. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to ask you a joke question. Like what's Padma really like, but I, I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would go for it. She's incredibly gracious and friendly and she's fluent in Italian and she has an incredible palate. She seems like the most amazing person, right? So not just like food critic or somebody who's tasted, just like everything about her seems like she's just so well balanced and she's just so impressive in like every way. I'm I'm such a fan of everything she does. There's no arrogance. It's it's not an act. She's, she's a really wonderful person. Yep. So what's it like being on the show? What was it like? Um, I rewatched last night your exit from Top Chef Masters, which, you know, you're watching people like you and Jonathan Waxman and uh, Marcus Samuelson, all these people in the same room, Mark Moon, and, and you're like, wow, the people on that show, what an amazing show. But you're hugging everybody saying, I'm really going to miss. What do you what do you take from that experience? Like looking back on it now, what did that experience mean to you? It's like we went to war together. It's like these guys, you know, they're all my really good friends today. And, you know, you spend so much time together and you compete against each other. And any one of those competitors on that show that I was on with, like if we, when we see each other today or when we talk to each other today, it's all like there's a special bond there. And, um, you know, Jonathan was the ringleader, like, you know, we filmed in LA and I mean, you know, you're so exhausted. You film all day and it's like 11 o'clock at night and you started at seven and he's like, all right, where are we going out for dinner? I'm like, wow, man, he's, um, <laughs> you go and you have incredible experiences. And of course, Jonathan being Jonathan, you can get into any restaurant anywhere in the United States, just if you're with him, which is amazing. Um, but like Susan Feniger is like one of my favorite people ever. I mean, she's what, what a personality. Oh man, so positive. Like, so much. I mean, just amazing. We were um, we were in LA about a year ago, maybe. Yeah. And uh, we went. We stopped at their house, and and then we went out to dinner. And we, again, like she's so positive. Like 
I think out of everyone, she became, her and I became really close friends, but every single person on that show, we were in, we were in the battle together and we fought together and that's a special bond. That's a badge of honor that, um, you know, and then of course there were those times sitting around at the, while you were waiting for the judges where you were drinking a lot of wine and a lot of stories would come out. And so you had that too. So, um, it was great. I mean, honestly, the, the dish, the, the episode where I was kicked off was the one where, I mean, come on. I mean, I made like 50 pizzas by myself from scratch, like grill on the grill. And it was like, yeah. I'm like, this is the one where I went to the judges table saying, I finally feel like I won. <laughs> like I won yeah. this challenge. Like this is the one. And then like to hear what I heard, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like you, you totally, totally, I don't agree. But, um, so it was good pizza is what I'm trying to say. So, and if I sound a little, yeah. a little sensitive about it, it's probably cause I am. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that. I don't know how many times people have the opportunity to talk to somebody who's on a show like that. And I think that you watch the show for myself and my wife when we watched it live, because that was appointment television for us. But you watch it and you're, I mean, I'm emotionally invested to what's happening. And, you know, we have our favorites. I think you're one of our favorites and we get shocked also. And then I think that the general perception is, is that real? Is that, is that like actually happening or is this all, is, is there a director going, act like you're upset, you know, are they letting you know? And so when you have the opportunity to ask the person on the show, I think it's, it's really good to know, like that, that's, that's, act, that was real. Yeah, I don't, I, it, it was real. And I don't, I don't think there, there's no, there for sure, there's nobody telling you how to act, but there probably is an agenda of, about, you know, who they want to see move on. I think in a, in a sense, you know, like who's camera worthy, who's television worthy, who's controversial, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's just my feeling. I have no idea, but because it's never really revealed to you how it's edited until, you know, we see it the first time everyone else sees it. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that happened that they didn't show. So. Yeah. Especially when you make a pizza that you're super proud of and you feel like you kill the competition yeah. and then you go into it and you're like, and I, I lost what, like what? I mean, how do you not leave that feeling like, I feel like you wanted somebody else to win because what I put together was really good. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, yeah, I mean, it was, and there were some things that I tasted that were like, again, no names that were like horseshit. And I'm like, <laughs> how did you win? Like, that's not even possible. So, um, yeah. Kathy, what's your experience through all of this? I mean, he's shooting the show. Are you at home in Chicago? Are you getting phone calls every night? Are you guys allowed to communicate? What is, how do you support him through something like this? Um, well, because it was Top Chef Masters, they were playing for charity and they were able to have their phones because they all have businesses. So uh, at that time, uh, our son was still at home going to school. So I stayed home, but... Um, yeah, we communicated a bit and, uh, you know, it was, it was good because you filmed and then you were able to come home, remember? And then you had to go back. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't too terrible for us. I mean, we could communicate and uh, we did see each other. It wasn't as long for Tony as some of the uh, contestants, chef-testants were. But uh, yeah, it's, it's always been really fun. I mean, I, 
I went um, with Tony when actually they called uh, Tony when we were in Italy uh, for him to judge the final um, on uh, Top Chef this last season, season 17. So I was along and, uh, you know, everyone was very nice to me. I, and and uh, I hung out at the hotel and went to the spa and slept in. And so it, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> it hasn't been bad at all. So what's that like being on the final of Top Chef, being one of the people that judge the food? Does there, do you feel a ton of pressure uh, when the food comes out and you taste it and the camera's on you and they say, what do you think? Are you able to give an absolutely honest opinion of what you thought of the food? Or are you reading the room? And if somebody, the guy next to you says, there's way too much salt and it tastes terrible. Do you then have to go? Well, shit, was it salty? Did I did I not see uh, that? Wait a minute, let me let me taste it again. Yeah, and I I think um, you know you just try to be honest. It, it it's amazing, you know. That was a pretty big table. There were a lot of people sitting there, so they had to go around the room and ask everyone their or around the table and ask everyone their opinion. And literally between courses, that's all we did was listen to people talk and. So, you know, sometimes it was up to like a half hour of listening to every single person say, you know, what they thought about a dish. So the more challenging part was like, okay, when you get like, if, if I was one of the last people in that round, I'd be like, all right, what hasn't been said? Like, everything's been said. Like, what else can I, can I say about this dish? But um, it was... Is, it was is there really the one guy at the table... Oh, I'm sorry. Is there the one guy at the table that you're just like, Sh shut up, dude? I, I yeah. But you have to say who that person is. Yeah, there was one person like, okay, shut up. <laughs> like, you know, you're now you're just talking to hear yourself, and it's like. Yeah, I mean, I imagine you get these are seasoned people, and you've got, but you do have some egos in the room. I imagine that every meeting I've ever been in, and maybe I'm that guy sometimes too, but there's always the one guy who knows everything who wants to just go. Well, let me tell you, it's like, dude, stop. Let somebody else say something. And is that happen? I mean, that does happen there, right? Uh, you know, hundred percent, absolutely. There was there was one uh, chef in particular who just like you know, there were there were attempts by Tom to even cut him off at times. Like, um, <laughs> let somebody else say something, guy. Come on. So, um, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, you know, they're. I, I, it's hard to find the words when like everything's been said sometimes, but then other times, you know, there's been like, wow, like, you know, I have this perspective because, you know, there, I mean, there was, there were other Italians. I mean, there was Dario Cicchini was sitting next to me who was the butcher who, um, you know, had incredible stories and incredible insights and, you know, was so honored to be there. So, um, but other than that, there weren't any really other Italian Italians, if I remember correctly. But there were a lot of chefs. I mean, Mauro Colagreco has the number one restaurant in the world right now, and um, even though he's French, um, you know, he he's very well respected. And you know, Padma has great insights as well. I think the I think it was it was it was an interesting table to be at. It just it took all day just because you had to talk so much and go around the room so much. It was like exhausting at the end. I can, I can certainly imagine that. Um, all right. So I, again, I could talk to you guys for hours and hours. And the great news here 
is that you're not just in town doing the Nashville Food and Wine Festival where I, I get to talk to you one time. You're now you're now living here. So we can do this again uh, as you know, as you get open and as you have new experiences and as Nashville, as you have anything you want to say, I'm happy to, I'd love to have you guys on another time, another 10 times over your career here in Nashville. I wish you the nothing but, uh, nothing but success while you're here. We're not going to wrap up quite yet. Um, last thing I do on the show is I like to open up the floor to give my guests a final thought, kind of open the floor to the city of Nashville, city of Chicago. What would you like to say? Whatever, whatever you want to say for as long as you want to say it. Mike is on. Both of you, take your time. Go. You go first. Uh, well, we're really happy to be here in Nashville, and um, we love it here. Uh, people are so nice, and we can't wait um, till the restaurant opens so we can meet more people. Um, and, you know, it's not far for our families to come, so we also can't wait um, for our families to come visit because I think they'll really love Nashville, too, and and it'll be great to see them because we haven't seen them since uh, last year. So, um we just hope every you know everything's going to get better and uh, better and better as we're here. Um, I, you know, this is such a defining moment in restaurants and 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 culture and history. And um, twenty twenty seems to be such a difficult year, but I think it's going to be a year that sort of redefines a lot of the way things are done in business and politics and culture. And I mean, I just I it's want I want opportunities for everyone and I want to be I want to give everyone a shot no matter who you are that you know we can teach you how to be a great restaurateur and a great chef um, no matter who you are no matter what your background is and if anything comes out of this year it should be the opportunity for people that didn't have opportunities before and so that's true in Chicago that's true in Nashville and you know just including as many people as possible and giving people the chance to realize their dreams. That's, that's what we're here for. We, that's what we want to do. That's what we, we want to teach. We want to mentor and we want to open doors for people that of, of all backgrounds. I love it. I love that you guys are able to, you've got owners of the restaurant or the hotel that are really encouraging you to follow your passions and, I think that we are blessed as a city to have people like you here to inject all of your wisdom, all of your knowledge, all of the things you've learned um, through your entire career of service in an amazing city like Chicago. Having you here in Nashville, the, the experience you're gonna bestow upon so many people is, is truly an honor. And um, again, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. I cannot wait to do another interview with you guys. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time today for us here at Nashville Restaurant Radio. Now, this oh. is something we wanted to do since we moved here and I kept pushing um, our PR company to reach out to you. So uh, we're glad we got the opportunity and thank you for that warm um, thank you. <laughs> and warm welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. We will we'll see you again. All right. So Tony and Kathy Montuano, they are going to be right now. If you go to our YouTube channel, you can watch them play the newly reopened game, which in this case, we're going to call it the about to open game. 
uh, there is a special snippet where they answer six questions that they feel like each other, it's, it's in the form of the newlywed game. Hopefully uh, you can jump over to our YouTube channel or you can check it out at www.nashvillerestaurantradio.com to watch the full video. Watch the full video of this interview as well as our bonus extra, our YouTube extra, which is Tony and Kathy Montuano playing the newly reopened game. So happy you guys joined us today. We are honored that you joined us today and we hope that you are being safe out there and um, we love you guys. Bye.